Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our final Game On High School football podcast of the season. A, a, a pretty good season, too, as always. I'm Drew Markle from the Intel and the Courier Times, joined as always by Daryl Dobas, the longtime play-by-play voice of WMPV Radio. Daryl, the season wrapped up uh, last week uh, with the – yeah, I see. We'll get into the we'll get into why Daryl yeah. – Hopefully at the very end, we'll get into why Daryl is crowing, but uh, I would be doing the same if I were in his shoes. Um, Daryl, let's talk. We had the two Thanksgiving games uh, last week. The, you know, the, they're both big for, for both the, the, all the communities involved, but we'll start with Quakertown Penridge. Quakertown with, you know, the, the best season that the school has had. They had lost the week before in the semifinals to Garnet Valley, a very good Garnet Valley team. But they come back and they shut out Penridge. How important was that for Quakertown to kind of cap off their season with, you know, a, a win that they against their arch rival? Well, any any win over an arch rival is going to make your year. You could be over, and if you get the arch, it's it's the old saying: you'll win, lose them all. But if you beat, you win the Iron Bowl, you know, right. it makes your year or whatever. So, so this would have made the year for either team, and probably would have made it more for Penridge, knowing that this was a team. Just missed out on the districts last year. Uh, you know, they lost it to Satterton. Uh, got off to a little bit of a slow start, but really came on late. Uh, and plus, it would have meant a lot just for the sheer fact that they had won the previous four. <laughs> you know, they were on the sure, right. Um, Quakertown, for them, it's the monkey off the back, uh, right. you know, so to speak. Um, it's a good consolation prize knowing they had done so well and gotten so far in the playoffs farther than they've ever gotten. Uh, I mean, this is a team that has had seven and oh, eight, no starts and then kind of faltered uh, right. down the stretch, maybe wins a playoff game, but still kind of, you know, stumbled a little bit at the end. George Bannis, this was a phenomenal year for them. Uh, they did great. Next year is going to be tricky. They're losing a lot of great players, sure. including their quarterback, Will Stike. Um, that defense was phenomenal. I don't think I expected a shutout. Uh, obviously, right. when we picked when we picked the scores, we didn't expect it either. No. Uh, um, but for the the score to work out the way it is, maybe low scoring in this case, not so surprising because this year, as opposed to some other years, we had two very good programs going at it. These weren't yep. one team was down, one team was up. Uh, Penridge may be a little bit rusty, you know, maybe, you know, you can always make that argument. I don't buy it, but you right. could Quaker town. Right. They just kept playing and maybe yep. they had some rhythm and it was enough. Uh, they were up. I believe you were there. I believe they were 14, nothing at half. And then mm -hmm. one more touchdown in the second half to seal it. Um, so you can argue rest rust and all that. I don't buy it for these two opponents. 
um, they've they've waited four weeks before they've waited two weeks before. Sure, so right. it's, it's it's not a big deal. Um, the, the closeness, yeah. The shutout, bit of a surprise, but I think that to be honest with you, Bannis and the boys are going to really put a feather in their cap. Not only did we beat Penridge, not only did we break the streak and and do it on Thanksgiving, but we blanked them. You know, right, that's exactly. that's the that's the cherry on top on that one. It could have been two nothing. It didn't matter. Yeah. That's the cherry on top for that. It was. It was a really good overall effort for, you know, Quaker Town. We, we've talked, you know, about their, how good their defense was, and it really it really showed up there. The game, you know, there were there were way too many penalties. The officials did all they could. They, You know, there were 10 personal fouls. The game is always <laughs> chippy, you know, but it, it almost got to the point where you wanted to see the – you wanted to see it stopped because you're afraid somebody was going to get hurt. But again, they, they go at it and they battle, and, and you know things happen like that. But good, good season, great season for Quaker Town. Great way to end it. Also, Daryl, um, Bristol at Morrisville. You know, Bristol gets its eighth win. They roll forty-eight to twelve. Uh, you know, Mike Mike Ciotti at, at, uh, at Bristol is just doing a nice job with with a small school program. Yeah, it's amazing. They really, I mean, they might have down records, but they never have down years in regards to turnout. You know, they always seem to have enough to field a a solid enough team. Heck, they've had numbers big enough where they've been bigger than CB West was at one point when they were in the 30s a few years back, if if you recall that. And Bristol was still bringing out 40, 50 kids. You know, maybe they weren't the, the greatest ball players. Maybe they weren't the greatest team, but they brought out the right. numbers and you, you find you can work with that. Morrisville. Sure. I love the guys in Morrisville. I, I, I love uh, all that they do and all they stand for in all the sports. And they, they do their best to, to put a team out there and the kids are really great. They just don't have the numbers. I, I can't. No, they don't. I can't explain it. I mean, this was a Morrisville program that when I was a reporter there in the in the 90s, early 2000s, I mean, they had talent and they did have more than 25 kids coming out right. uh, for the team. And uh, and they would put up some running backs that put up numbers that were eye popping and they would really hand it to Bristol uh, from time to time. So I don't. You know, you can go socioeconomic, you can go, well, it's football and then parents don't want them playing or a feeder program. You can pull any argument you want. Unfortunately, Morrisville is doing the best they can with the numbers they keep getting. I, I give, I tip my hat to them in the fact that they still keep going. And, yes. uh, and, there, and there's something to be said about that. I'm proud of the boys from Morrisville that they just want to play. They come out, they give it everything they got. Uh, the coaching staffs do, and again, in all their sports, but we're talking football now. And, um, you know, Bristol, until that changes, I think this is going to be the way it's going to be for a little bit longer because Bristol just is able to turn out the numbers right. and you're going to find that diamond in the rough a little easier with 40 or 50 than you will out of 25, 30. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. And, and Daryl, we'll, we'll go to the – we want to take a little look ahead to next season also. But let, let's let's go to the district final last week, which turned out to be the deciding game. You and I both had Bristol and a Quakertown winning last week to keep us tied. We used the district final in 6A and District 1 between Garnet Valley and Coatesville as, as the tiebreaker. Uh, unfortunately for myself – it wasn't even close. I mean, Garnet Valley, you know, which had, you know, which took out, 
That's me, Drew. Oh, is it? <laughs> okay. Wait, can we Sorry, start that at the... Had to pull that one out. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, I um... thought... Jeez, I thought... <laughs> I didn't know that was planned. Okay. No, it's played uh, by no, me. Played by me. All right. I'm still reeling from the uh, from the the loss, but, you know, I you, you look at Garnet Valley, Daryl, you know, they're, they're 14 and 0. They, they play St. Joe's prep this weekend in the state semifinals. They blast Coatesville, you know, the, the premier district one, six, a team for a decade, at least they blast them here. They're going to give prep all they want. And, and, and another thing I heard about Garnet Valley next year, they're going down to five a, I mean, how much, how, you know, what are they going to do in five a when they might win it all in six a. Yeah, that's kind of a reverse Archbishop Wood. And by the way, don't feel bad. Anybody that loses anything to me, they're embarrassed. I mean, just how did I lose to Daryl <laughs> of all people? So Darryl, but Daryl, Daryl, Daryl finished 44 and 11, and I was 43 and 12. And uh, that and last one, at least the DraftKings. <laughs> yes, at least, yes, we would have. But, you know, at least it, I went down in a lot of flames, I guess. You, know, with, with yeah, you, went, down, uh, you went down fighting. Now, and your pick wasn't wrong. Like you said, Coatesville. One of the top teams in 6A for a long time. But yeah. let's not shortchange Garnet Valley here. Garnet Valley has been one of the better teams in 6A yes, for they quite have. some time as well. This is a program that has built itself up from a low three uh, yes. early on and was getting beat by the likes of Bristol in the 2 and 1A category when they were yep. first trying to get things going. I mean, I remember them. They didn't have turf on the field. They were playing in, in a field that got beat up kind of like War Memorial did before they turfed it. And then all of a right. sudden, Ricci and the boys, boy, have they built a perennial powerhouse. It is amazing yes. what they've done. The offense is spectacular. The defense is stifling. As you see by this score, to hold Coatesville to 15, are you kidding me? That I, is incredible. Unreal. Incredible. Yeah, Garnet, Garnet Valley is going to give St. Joe's all they can handle. All, and I know we're not picking it, but I think Garnet Valley absolutely can win that game. They, oh, yeah. And it's, and it's not a puncher's chance. I think they will actually finally break that stranglehold of District 12 teams getting out of 6A. I think they're going to end up in Hershey. I think they I, I think I, they can. I think they will do it. Daryl, I agree with you again. I, I, if we were picking it, I, I probably would pick Garnet Valley, too. There will be a lot of people statewide rooting for Garnet Valley who never heard of Garnet <laughs> Valley because yeah. they, they don't want prep. And, you know, winning another one because of all the, the, you know, the recruiting stuff and the public versus the privates. But, you know, that team, they, they can just score and and they can score quickly and they and they play defense. I mean, it's and, you know, you mentioned Mike Ricci, their coach. He's been there for close to 40 years. This is his final season. Mm -hmm. Don't think that's not playing a role either that these kids want to. You know, how cool would it be to win a state title for the coach who's been there for 37 years as even he's stepping be, away? Yeah, even to get there, even to get there, because this is the guy that has built the program. He brought right. it from nothing up to a place of dominance in the Central League, up to a place of prominence in District 1. And now you're talking about the district champ, okay, which he's done before. He's, he's done yeah. that before. But to get to a state file, just to get there and put the hardware in Garnet Valley would be something. Now, of course, you always want the gold, not the silver. But sure. to, to, to say this is the man that brought us here, that got us 
here. Now, I feel bad for the person who replaces them because it's always it's easier to follow the guy who follows the guy. OK. Right. And while the cupboard won't be bare for the next coach of the Panthers, it's going to be difficult and say, hey, look, Richie got us to a state semi, got us to a state final, got us a title. What are you going to yeah. do? And, and that's right. what is, he's going to have to face. But but I, if you can expound quickly here, I did not hear about this in regards to the 5A and the drop. Now, I understand it's every two years. They figure male enrollment for the male sports, female, female. Right. And they figure out where you would land accordingly. But to me, Drew, this almost looks like a situation where this isn't a program like, say, a Ben Salem that's been struggling in 6A. Oh, no. And hasn't been up. This is a team that has been winning and winning convincingly for a while in 6A. And kind of like they did with Archbishop Wood and bumped them up. I'm surprised right, they didn't say, we're not. We're going to keep you, at least in football, we're going to keep right. you in 6A because you have been so dominant in this sport. I'm very they, surprised. I'm also curious to see, and your thoughts about, do you think Garner Valley will stay in 6A, kind of like uh, Steel High in basketball. They're a single right. A. They always play 3A. So I'm curious if you also think that they will stay in 6A or will they take the drop? I think they'll take the drop. And, you know, and I don't blame them. You're getting, you're getting a new coach. Your numbers, you look at the, you know, the, the enrollment numbers on the PIAA website, they're one, they're one of the smallest 6A programs. Take the, take the drop. Not Again, not very good news for the other 5A programs in the district or the state that now you got to deal with Garnet Valley. But get a new coach, take the drop, see what happens. The PIAA bases, you know, a lot of that on how you do in the state playoff level, not the, you know, the district playoff level. That's why Wood was, when, when they won a couple of state titles, they bumped them up to 6A, in, you know, instead of 5A. And you know, look what it's done. I mean, when you do that and you're Wood, you have to deal with LaSalle and Prep, you know, in your own division, let alone everybody else. So, but Garnet Valley, you know, <laughs> if, it, it would be something that they, if they win a 6A title, then they go down to 5A and you're like, oh boy. So, if I'm rusting, yeah, if, if, I'm, if, I'm Rustin, if I'm Springfield Delco, if I'm those teams, I'm thinking, you know, holy cow, now you're you're throwing a champ down to me uh, just oh, because sure. there's, there's, there's a numbers issue here. That that would bug me. Uh, and, and again, if you want to see the numbers, the PIAA, uh, if you dig through on PIAA.org, you can find out how they actually do the calculations. And it's pretty fascinating how they right. do it. Um, I'd never seen it before. And when I did, I was like, wow, that's that makes sense. And, and they've got to do it. And, and that's cool. But, you know, now how do, like I said, how do the Rustins in the gang feel if, if they have to now play a 6A champ? They're like saying, St. Joe Prep, you're going to go down to, to 5A. Now what? You know, it's like, holy cow. Now we've got to, we've got to deal with this too. It's, um, it's tough. But I mean, this is the nature of the beast here when you're dealing with high schools. All right, Darrell, okay. let's take a look. Um, you know, we kind of touched on what, a couple of things for next year, but you know, we have two coaching openings, uh, Pensbury with Dan McShane, you know, he's no longer there. And up in Palisades, uh, Ramey Musa, who was there for just a couple seasons, but did a nice job, got a district title for the Pirates. You know, he, he stepped away too. Um, you know, the, the worst kept secret is that, you know, Galen Snyder, the former Pensbury coach is probably, you know, going to come back, uh, you know, you, you played at Pensbury. I mean, what, what do they have to do? Is, is, is that a good move? I, I think it is. 
well, can you go home again? This would be the second time he'd be coming home. And, and that's that's the biggest key right there, because when he left, he actually made while they weren't a winning program, they were more than competitive at Truman. He did a good job bringing an attitude and, and a professional yep. belief in what you do. Galen, when he was in high school and now is not anybody to mess with this oh, no. guy knows what he's doing and you need to listen to him because he will make you believe he will make right. you listen. Um, right. the, the question I have uh, isn't so much Galen. It's what's there, right. uh, you know, because when he showed up the first time, Pensbury was um, successful and they had good feeder programs and they had size and they had guys like Snorway running the ball. Right. And they, I mean, and, and they had quarterbacks that could run and manage the game, uh, which is always a dirty word. I mean, he had everything he needed to, to do what others couldn't do. And that's put together a very successful run. And Galen was able to do that. Now, when he comes in and he sees, well, for the most part, this team has gone from the old traditional ground and pound to a more of a wide open attack. You know, now is he going to have, I saw the roster this year. You know, I, I have a, I have a, a nephew who, uh, you know, was a freshman last year, wasn't on the varsity, but I saw that roster and they had like four kids that were six foot. They had no bulk. I mean, this looked right. like something out of, uh, you know, we are Marshall when they said, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, what can we run? You know, we can't run power. I, we can't run this, you know, we might have to run the veer and, uh, right. you know, because, you know, not a big size, not a lot of speed, you know, and it created mismatches. I mean, that might be something Galen has to do. And he did that a little bit. He was kind of wing T ish power. I kind of, he mixed it two, but he, he went with that power football. I don't know if he's going to have the bodies yet. All I know is if, if Galen has the patience, and I believe he does, um, to get a couple kids in here because you can't just snap your fingers. Right. The, the, the people of Pensbury need to have patience with Galen. This was a championship linebacker, all right, all-state talent. This was a Division One linebacker. Strong as a bull, smart as anybody, he was a successful coach. Forget the record at Truman. He was very successful for Pensbury. And now that he comes back, he doesn't have a kid to worry about, you know, playing anymore. Right. You, you got to give him latitude and you got to give him the time he needs. Don't expect a quick fix. Not that he couldn't do it, but you can't. And this is a, a bad world to come back and do this. Everyone expects a quick turnaround. Right. You can't expect that here. High school is just so different. But I guarantee you, you give him the latitude and the time, he's going to give you championship football again. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, though. With, with a higher, like by bringing him back, you know, if, if they go that route, they're buying themselves that time because he's a proven commodity. So that, that's, you know, that's a, that's a good reason to do it. And whoever gets, you know, the Palisade job, again, uh, Moose did a nice job, you know, getting that team, you know, turned around and give a, a you know, winning, you know, winning attitude. They struggled this year. They lost a lot last year. But, that, you know, that happens at smaller schools. But, you know, you're getting that excitement and you're, you're getting you're getting the numbers. And with football, it's all about numbers. So you may have to, you may have to go know, quickly. Sorry about that, Drew. I was just going to say real quick, you may have to win right away at Palisades 
just because it's a different kind of atmosphere from Pensbury. Their history isn't as long. They've done great things. They've gotten their right. district titles. But this is one where the ebb and flows can the, the the valleys can be very steep and long, as we've seen in the past in Palisades. Most of their success has been over the last what ten years, yeah. maybe twelve. But they still have had some some dips. So this is whoever comes in takes a Palisades job. Yeah, they're they're coming into a nice job, and they'll still need a little bit of time. But you almost have to hope that you win reasonably quickly at Palisades because you want that attitude to stay. You want that excitement to stay and you want kids to keep coming into the program. Exactly. They're going to come into Pensbury, but at Palisades, right. like you said, smaller school, it's a little different to deal with here. So Palisades might have to win a little quicker, but it's still, they're great jobs. Anyway, you look at it. Oh yeah. I mean, Kevin Ronald's got, you know, kind of got that going, you know, at Palisades before, you know, Musa took over and I, th I think they'll be just fine. So, but, for us, Daryl, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna wrap it up. The, you know, the football season. We, you know, we, we're anxious already for next year. But let let's, uh, we'll enjoy the state playoffs. We're gonna come back with a, a podcast. We hope, and hopefully in early January, looking at the winter sports. Um, I, mean, I don't know if Daryl's gonna be joining us or not for that, but uh, you know, he may. But we 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 appreciate everybody, you know, checking us out with this with this, our first year with this, you know, a, a true, you know the true podcast and uh we thank our the guy behind the scenes craig veltry who just does a you know a great job putting up with us and our you know our stupid comments and everything every week but to everybody else for you know for, like i said for, for for watching this out or listening we thank you very much daryl i thank you uh we had a, an enjoyable season and you know, let's do it again next year i look forward to it. you have yourself a merry christmas and a happy new year and the same to you and the same to everybody out there and again thanks for checking us out Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.